Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the I recorded the episode and uploaded into the podcasting company, podcasting site, and then realized that I wasn't being the best course minister when I referred to politicians as shitbags. <laughs> and and that I what I say and I'm not all I did all I'm doing is editing the episode right now. So I went into the into the program, the garage band, and I slid the entire episode forward several measures and now I'm putting this disclaimer in and then you're going to hear me you're going to hear a whole other intro in just a few seconds and after about five or six minutes you're going to hear me go on this political sort of rant and I'm going to refer to politicians as unholy and us Course in Miracles students as holy well that's not the best Course in Miracles ministering. So I'm actually adding a, would you call this an addendum? This is like a pre-addendum. I'm addending. I'm addending that which I said. We are all holy creatures. The politicians who are shitbags, as I referred to them, are actually our saviors. And as you listen to the episode, the official episode that is beginning here in just a few seconds, you will hear me refer to Donald Trump as a profound, a profoundly misunderstood spiritual teacher, as are all of the quote-unquote unholy ones. Thank you for listening to the addendum. Enjoy the regularly scheduled episode of The Course in Miracles podcast. Love, respect, and appreciate each and every one of you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Lesson 162. I am as God created me. I believe that this is the third I am as God created me. So there are, this is the, I believe the only lesson that repeats. And I thought it only repeated, I thought it repeated once. So I thought it was, that it appeared in the course twice, but I th believe that this is the third time that we've discussed the fact that we are as God created us, that you are as God created you, that I am as God created me, that they are as God created them, etc. So lesson 162, without further ado, this is kind of a short one. I think we're kind of through, I was talking about those long lessons. There was one that was this has six stanzas or six like little sections, verses, you might call them. And the one that I read, it was like two weeks ago. I remember that really long one. I believe that was 25 stanzas or 25 verses or whatever, 25 collections of sentences. And this one is six. So I think we kind of peaked. We are still in part one of the course for... Not that many more lessons, up to lesson 200. So we're in part one of the course for a little over an, uh, another month, a little bit more than a month, and then we move into part two, which is the, like, I believe the way that it's, you could go back and read it in the intro, in the very introduction to the actual course, which is about 700 pages into the book. I believe that 
Um, it's after the actual, it's after the text, then comes the course. Most of you probably are aware of that. But for those that aren't, the course comes after the text in A Course in Miracles, in the A Course in Miracles book. But in the intro, it explains it. And I believe the first part, the first 200 lessons are about undoing the hold that the ego has on us. And then the next 165 lessons are about rebuilding. So it's kind of like the Marines. We're tearing down the ego so as to build up the self with a capital S. We're tearing down the self with the small S and we're building up the self with the big S. So I uh, had, a, a had a great little Facebook exchange with, uh, with my new friend Dave today, David today, and we were discussing Donald Trump as spiritual, spiritual teacher, one of, in my opinion, one of the most, you know, subversive, I guess you could say, or uh, misunderstood spiritual teachers in the same way I've always thought the Grateful Dead were a misunderstood punk rock band. Uh, Donald Trump is a misunderstood spiritual seek or a spiritual teacher because he, he basically is the shadow self on loudspeaker. And so when he was saying some of the filthy things that he said, by the way, I basically think all politicians, you know, cause now I'm doing the same stuff, doing the same forgiveness work on current leadership. Um, I, you know, I, whenever I find myself arguing with somebody, um, in over like politics or whatever. I'm like, well, the difference between me and you is that I think they're all freaking evil shit bags. Like all of them. <laughs> like I don't, th I don't really think that one is slightly better than the other. And I think they're all pieces of shit from, you know, from my ego standpoint, obviously they're all just ego, ego run rampant, self will run riot, you know, just the ids unleashed, you know, Freudian ids unleashed on the planet, sociopaths. But that's, that's the, they just uh, exemplify that which the ego is, all, kind of all of them. I wouldn't categorize them as holy people <laughs> and any of them. Maybe there are some, some here and there, I don't know. But we, Course in Miracles students, without sounding haughty or grandiose or arrogant, are actually holy people. So we are not what they are. Now, you can get into the work of Hawkins and the calibrated levels of human consciousness, and he does calibrate all of the world's major leaders as they have occurred over the course of history. Gandhi being very, very high on the list, uh, he calibrates about 700. And it's funny, too, because if you watch the movie Gandhi, there's this scene where Gandhi's slapping the shit out of his wife. He's like, he's like mad at her for like not cooking dinner or something. And he just starts beating her, like slapping her around. He's like, he's trying to like save India and his wife isn't supporting him to the extent that he believes that she should be. And he's like, what are you doing, woman? He's like, Dish! like Gandhi. Gandhi, what are you doing? So everybody's like, oh, Gandhi. Well, Gandhi was human. Gandhi had an ego self. And a lot of the, um, you know, so, you know, I actually, I'm going to take back what I said about all of the leaders of the world being horrible because they aren't all. Um, they typically, many, many world leaders and United States leaders actually calibrate pretty high and actually do have uh, commitments to justice, commitments to truth, to commitments to uh, American values, the 
be, which aren't, if you look at the United States, he calibrates the United, David Hawkins calibrates the United States Constitution. It calibrates very, very, very high. And according to David Hawkins, it was borrowed from the Constitution of the Iroquois Nation or was borrowed from the way the Iroquois Nation structured their society. The Iroquois Nation, who I believe was from the Northeast, like, like what would now be upstate New York, and from what I understand, they had one of the most advanced democratic uh, societies anywhere at the time. And so the United States Constitution was borrowed after, um, after was, was modeled from, on, on, modeled on their Constitution. And that's why I, you know, it's very important to protect the Constitution, in my opinion, because it exists so as to um, ensure a degree of what essentially amounts to freedom of the spirit, spiritual freedom, the freedom of the individual to to do what he or she wishes to to do, so long as that's not hurting anybody. And of course, you know, you have to make amendments to it occasionally and ratify it occasionally, um, which is part of the genius of it. And so, you know, we've got a lot of freedom of speech issues uh, happening nowadays, and I believe that that is a a very important right to protect and you're getting to really slippery slope when you start, you know, messing with that, that right, you know, or saying what, at what point you draw the line, you're getting into really slippery, dicey constitutional territory. And this is something I actually learned from uh, listening to, as a result of listening to conservatives, conservative podcasts and conservative uh, broadcasts, and I am a person who is capable of doing that. I actually enjoy understanding every point of view, multiple points of view. Um, there's this other, you know, so the I don't mean to go on a political rant here, but, you know, the conservatives, this is something I will disagree with them with wholeheartedly is they'll say that there's no real systemic racism, right? And so it's very easy for me to kind of get sucked into you know, I'm very malleable, I'm very Piscean. And so it's easy for me to hear someone say something and go, yeah, they're right. But I was listening to an interview with a, with a gang member last night on the Soft White Underbelly podcast. And he was talking about the, the question, he was asked the question, why, why is it mostly black and Hispanics who create gangs, blacks and Hispanics who create gangs? Why come, how come white people don't really commit gangs? And he's like, well, man, I don't know. Like he just the way he the br- gang. If you watch interviews with like intelligent gang members, they have a way of breaking things down and having you understand things in very, very, very simple and easy to understand ways. When I was on my recovery journey, by the way, I was taking my last sip of alcohol sixteen years ago to the minute, literally sixteen years ago to this very second. It's very possible I was drinking my last drop of alcohol, which was rum. And um, that, that thought came from the fact that I was in rehab with a lot of gang members. And gang members have a way of really simplifying things and breaking things down into very easy to understand pieces because there's this tribal aspect to it. But when this gang member is being interviewed, he's like, well, I mean, what the heck? He's like, Dodger Stadium. Like, white people decided they wanted to build Dodger Stadium, and they kicked all the Mexican people out. That's it. They, three communities were just, they just had to leave because white people wanted to build Dodger Stadium. 
Same with when they built the 710 freeway. They just were like, sorry, you have to move the white people. You know, what would be referred to as Babylon in Rastafarian language or the Rastafarian tradition. Babylon was just like, you know what? Uh, listen, brown people, you're going to have to move. We're not sure where you're going to go, but you, can't, but you can't stay here. And so that's something I will debate the conservatives on because they will be able to present facts to you uh, regarding de jure. De jure is like the jury, the law, facts about the law of the case. Well, this is technically what happened. But uh, no, de jure, they will be able to present facts to you about the law. Right? So the law is like the jury, the jury, the law. So the juror would say that, well, there was, they did this legal thing and that made it okay for them to build the highway because jurisdiction, blah, 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 blah. But de facts, so there's de jure and de facto. De facto is just de facts of the case. De facts of the case, I learned this from my African American history professor in college. De facts of the case are there's, there are a bunch of brown people living where a bunch of white people wanted to live, and the facts of the matter are that the brown people don't live there anymore, and there's a baseball stadium. And so when you see this interview with this gangbanger, he has a way of explaining that that would, you know, if you put this guy toe-to-toe with, you know, Ben Shapiro, I don't, I don't think Ben Shapiro would stand too much of a chance. You know, so that's why I will debate the conservatives. But I enjoy the conservative. I enjoy the understanding the conservative viewpoint, and I really do uh, appreciate uh, the the thorough understanding of the Constitution of the United States, which again protects a spiritual type of freedom. I enjoy learning more about that from uh, the conservative side of the aisle. Um, and a lot of times it's hard to find a, a proper debate counterpoint to a lot of the points they make. So I'm not going to go any further on that. Um, that being said, you know, we are incredibly blessed human beings to, to get to be, to even, uh, to even know that we have an opportunity to forgive the transgressions of others. And as a result of forgiving others for their transgressions, no matter how sick their transgressions may be, like Donald Trump's transgressions, Donald Trump, if you forgive him, you officially, you get like nine steps closer to God if you forgive Donald Trump. If you like, if you forgive your parents, you get eight steps closer to God. If you forgive, you know, that person who cut you off in traffic, you get four steps closer to God. Obviously, I don't know if this is the case. You get what I'm saying. I can't prove this, but it's really beautiful to, to consider that, that like, I've got this, there's this supposed demagogue, this Donald Trump demagogue, right? And this person is my salvation if I let him be. If I let Donald Trump be my salvation, he will be, according to Course in Miracles. Back to the traditional Bible, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Be like Jesus. Beautiful, 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 powerful, wonderful stuff, this Course in Miracles. It really is. Okay. Lesson 162. Excuse the political rant, but I think it was, I felt that it was, uh, there are no rules. There are no rules to the Course in Miracles podcast. Lesson 162, again, David Hawkins, read everything from front to back. Your life will change. Your views on things will change. And rant. Lesson 162, I am as God created me. This single thought held firmly in the mind would save the world. 
See? See how simple that is? From time to time, we will repeat it as we reach another stage in learning. It will mean far more to you as you advance. These words are sacred, for they are the words God gave in answer to the world you made. By them it disappears, and all things see within its misty clouds and vaporous illusions vanish as these words are spoken, for they come from God. I'm going to read that again. These words are sacred, for they are the words God gave in answer to the world you made. By them it disappears, and all things seen within its misty clouds and vaporous illusions vanish in these words as these words are spoken, for they come from God. So these words obviously are, I am as God created me. Here is the word by which the son became his father's happiness, his love, and his completion. Here creation is proclaimed and honored as it is. There is no dream these words will not dispel. No thought of sin and no illusion which the dream contains that will not fade away before their might. They are the trumpet of awakening that sounds around the world. The dead awake in answer to its call. And those who live and hear this sound will never look on death. Wow. Holy indeed is he who makes these words his own, arising with them in his mind, recalling them throughout the day, at night bringing them with him as he goes to sleep. You're just going to remind yourself all day long that you are as God created you, by the way. His dreams are happy and his rest secure. His safety certain and his body healed because he sleeps and wakens with the truth before him always. He will save the world because he gives the world what he receives each time he practices the words of truth. Today we practice simply for the words we use are mighty and they need no thoughts beyond themselves to change the mind of him who uses them. So holy is it changed that it is now the treasury in which God places all his gifts and all his love to be distributed to all the world, increased in giving, kept complete because its sharing is unlimited. And thus you learn to think with God. Christ's vision has restored your sight by salvaging your mind. Wow, that's beautiful. Christ's vision has restored your sight by salvaging your mind. We honor you today. Yours is the right to perfect holiness you now accept. With this acceptance is salvation brought to everyone. For who could cherish sin when holiness like this has blessed the world? Who could despair when perfect joy is yours, available to all, as remedy for grief and misery, all sense of loss, and for complete escape from sin and guilt. And who would not be bothered and who would not be brother to you now? You, his redeemer and his savior. So Donald Trump would be your brother now. All those politicians would be your brother now. Who could fail to welcome you into his heart with loving invitation, eager to eager to unite with one like him and holiness? You are as God created you. These words dispel the night and darkness is no more. The light has come today to bless the world for you have recognized the son of God. And in that recognition is the world's. 
Beautiful, 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 beautiful stuff. Each person who wakes up and discovers the power of forgiveness influences beings on the other side of the universe. No joke. This is no idle game. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.